everyone. Welcome back to She's No Guru. This is the first official episode following on from the pilot and I'm super, super, super excited. I've spent the past few days like really thinking about what I wanted the first episode to be because obviously you've got to start off with a bang, you've got to start as you mean to go on. So I've chosen the topic of being an empath and it may or may not be a word or a term that you've heard before but for those of you that know what it is to be an empath I thought this would be a really really good opportunity for us to really discuss it and just dissect it because it's not always the most simple life if you resonate with that term and equally for those of you that don't know what that is this is a great opportunity for you to learn and maybe discover along the way that you've been an empath all along and you just didn't know it. And I'm really just passionate about this topic because I am very empathic and I spent a lot, the majority of my life not even knowing what that was or what that meant. And when I discovered what it meant to be an empath, literally everything changed. Everything started making so much more sense. Um, so I just thought it'd be a really, really good one to start off with. <laughs> so guys if you haven't already grab a cup of tea grab a glass of water grab a little G&T whatever get yourself comfy or if you're on the treadmill let's like put that incline up if you're driving drive safe whatever you're doing however you're listening or watching just relax and welcome just come and join me in this beautiful space and let's have a good episode <laughs> is this slit in this you know what oh, guys honestly next time I'm wearing my joggers I swear on my life I thought I'd make like a really cute I am going for drinks with my friend after this but like I'm telling you now next time I'm going to be in my pajamas because it's like oh, I, don't, I don't even dress like this 90% of the time <sighs> okay what is an empath for those of you that don't know so I only recently like I said recently learned what that term meant and that was at the start of my spiritual spiritual awakening the start of my awakening was like a very much a big event big breakdown to begin with and I didn't really understand what was going on and then the more I sort of researched spiritual awakenings and spoke to other people and sort of reached out and and sort of found my way through it and did all the research I learned about this term and I really looked into it and the more I researched it the more I related to it and the more I was like oh my gosh I'm very empathic in nature like this is me and like I said it was literally life-changing it just made a lot of things made a lot more sense so an empath is basically someone that has the ability to really tune in and feel other people's emotions and energy and the environment around them whether they like it or not so when the energy is good you will absorb that energy and sort of mirror it mirror it and emit it but equally if it's bad energy you also absorb and emit that too and it's with emotions you can really relate to people and you feel the emotion that they're sharing with you almost as if it was your own you feel it very deeply and you feel things in general a lot a lot more deeply it's, it's basically it's a heightened sensitivity to emotion and to energy. So who, in terms of who is an empath, I'm a little bit undecided on this. I think we all have empathic tendencies. 
the large majority of us. Um, studies actually say that actual empaths only make up one to two percent of the population. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know how much of that's true and how much of that statistics just been like pulled out of someone's ass. But <laughs> but if it is true, like that's amazing. Like it's it's a rare thing. It's a rare ability to have. But again, I do think we all have empathic tendencies. It's just that there's different levels to it, and some of us were sort of born and created very much that way and other people can sort of switch on and use it as and when. For me, personally, it's something that I've always had. Since I was literally a baby, I just didn't really know it. I always just thought I was a very sensitive person, and I've always just thought I was a bit of a wet lettuce. And I was like, why Why is this bothering me? Like, why is this? Why do I feel the way I do? Like, why am I triggered like this? Why do I feel this? And every time I tried to, to talk to my family, it would be like, wow. And I just, they thought it too. They, I think everyone just thought I was a little, little weirdo as a child, like a little bit of a wet lettuce. Whether you already know you're an empath and can relate to this, or whether you don't, we can all learn from this topic of conversation because like I said, we all have empathic tendencies. So this is for everyone, whether you, and also don't forget as well, everything's a label. So an empath, is a spiritual label that maybe psychologists would call hypersensitivity disorder or, you know, this is, a, this is the label that I resonate with though and I like using because I, I prefer using more of a spiritual language. Is being an empath good or bad? Is it a blessing or a curse? That is very much for you to decide. And, you know, I think energy goes, energy flows where focus goes. So, whether you focus on the good or the bad, whatever you focus on more of, you're going to feel and experience more of. In my opinion, it's equally good and bad and it's equally positive and negative because I believe there's equal positive and negative frequencies in the world. I very much have like a yin-yang sort of outlook. So it is what you make it. It's finding the balance with it. I think that's the most important part. Um, so in my opinion, it's both but I like to focus on the blessing part of it. The most important thing is learning how to manage it because it, it can be quite a difficult thing to manage and it, it, can, it can, in a way, make you feel quite isolated and lonely if you don't know much about it or don't know any other people really that experience the same things. Um, so learning how to manage it should become the priority as soon as you figure out that that's sort of where you lie. Um, in terms of your abilities here. So yeah, we're gonna discuss all of that. <laughs> Ooh, who's excited? I am. Some of you might be watching this thinking, okay, well, how do I know if I'm an empath? So I, I suppose you need to look at the outcomes and almost, I don't wanna use the word symptoms because that makes it sound like it's a disease and it's not, um, but the side effects, the outcomes of being an empath, like let's talk through some of those and then maybe by the end of it, you'll get more of an understanding as to how many of those are relevant for you. So my belief is that yes, you can sort of develop the empathic abilities throughout life, but I believe that most empaths very much experienced it from birth. That was very much the case for me. I've always been a very sensitive, highly attuned 
person being especially from childhood even when I was a a baby a toddler I was very very sensitive to like stimuli to emotions like all kids cry but I would show emotion in an almost mature and adult way and showcase a sensitivity for things that most children my age wouldn't um and I was very much like just always the one standing out and like my my mom will, will talk to me about this she she used to say to me you know like you just wouldn't get involved really like you sort of had friends but you didn't like you didn't really want them over or you didn't want to get involved like the school was always calling me because you were just on your own or like <laughs> like being bullied basically and you just didn't want to join in or I would I spent most of my childhood just reading or just yeah just basically on my own (laughs) so yeah I, I suppose look back to what you were like as a child what was your characteristics what were your traits what did you find comfortable doing as a child so go back there like ask your parents or ask your loved ones to help you go back there because I think you show the early stages of being an empath very much from the early stages of your life I remember (laughs) I remember this one time at school I was probably like six or seven maybe even younger like very young probably like year one or two at primary school and we used to have a book fair once a year at our school where we'd save up our pocket money or get money off our parents and we'd go in and we'd buy a book at the book fair. And because I was always such a little nerd, this was literally the best day of the year for me. Like, I would count down the days, I would save up my pocket money, I would, like, know what book I wanted, I would, like, literally, I'd be queuing up, I'd be the first there. Big day. Big day for me. (laughs) Big day for me. And um, I remember, like the one year so I had a little brother that was in the same school but he was like in reception so he was a a couple years younger than me that day we were both so excited for the book fair and we used to take it in turns as year groups to go in and buy a book so I would go in first because I was obviously older than him I brought my book and I remember leaving that book fair like yes I've got the goods I've got the roll doll like yes and I was just like on a level like this was my happy place and I remember bumping into my brother like in the corridor and he was just a tiny little dot and he came up to me and I was like did you get your book like what did you get and he had like tears in his eyes and I I genuinely I've tried so hard to unprogram this from the subconscious but it's deep rooted it's like embedded because that's how much it affected me like the trauma of this um and I just remember his little face, like, looking at me. And he still had his money in his hand, like his little coins. And he was like, no, I didn't get a book. I didn't get the one I wanted. And I was like, why? Was it there? And he was like, yeah, but, like, someone, like, one of the other boys took it off me. And they brought it instead. And then by the time I went back and had a look, there was nothing that I wanted. And I just didn't manage to get a book. And his little chin was going... I remember just this overwhelming sense of like, oh my gosh, the pain. The pain that I felt because he'd had his book taken off him. He was essentially bullied and like the disappointment and the sadness in his eyes, I could feel it. And he went off and 
And literally, by the time we got home that night and had dinner, he was fine. Like, mum was like, I'll literally go and buy you the book. <laughs> I'll take you to the entertainer. Let's go to the cinema. Like, it's, he was fine. But I was affected for days and weeks after that. And literally, as he left me in the corridor, I went to the school toilets and I locked myself in a cubicle and I sobbed. I sobbed and sobbed and sobbed for, like, the rest of lunch the teachers had to come and find, find me. They found me sobbing in the cubicle. And I was like, my brother didn't get a book and he was picked on and it's really upset me. And I'm pretty sure they had to ring my mom. He, that was probably nothing to him. He's like a young lad. Like these things happen at school. Do you know what I mean? But the, the depth of the grief I felt at that young age and that carried around for me, like it really bothered me. And... I was so young and for me to be able to experience that and mirror that and like almost absorb that energy but multiply it within myself it's an ability and an awareness that you shouldn't really have at that human age so for me that's when I know that that's it's an empathic gift that that I've had since a young age so you feel others emotions almost as if they were your own and it can feel really intense and like you can take that emotion and it will brew inside of you and you very much feel it almost as if it was you that had that experience or that memory and the same with atmospheres it's it's not just an emotion thing it's an energy thing it's a very much an energetic thing you can sense the atmosphere in a room you can walk into a room and know if it's a good vibe or it's a bad vibe and just know what's up just by being there and when I like sometimes I've tried to explain this to people and they're like what like what what's that mean like what do you mean by that what do you mean you see it like you hear it and I'm like no I can sense it it's the sixth sense ability that like, you can just pick up on it energetically another sort of side effect to look out for you you can get quite easily overwhelmed by stimuli so like loud noises busy environments busy atmospheres you know sounds it can sort of affect you more than the average person because you're more you're more hypersensitive to it you're more attuned to it especially the lower energies will affect you more so an an aggressive environment like an argument sound is frequency right sound is energy it it carries a different frequency so that's why like things like sound baths sound so pleasing because that's the purpose of it your ears it attunes you so but equally like the negative sounds like yelling shouting violence anything that's sound that's got more of like a, a lower frequency or a lower vibe to it will affect you more than the average person as well I'll give you an exact I'll give you an example right so like for me I so I live in a city I, I've moved to Manchester I live in a beautiful location in the city in a lovely apartment but sometimes the sound of the outside world the outside city like bothers me to the point where it's like the other day I was in my room and my window was open and I heard like loads of sirens go past and yelling and it was like a it was a it was a sound that I just did not find pleasing I had to run over and slam the window shut and just be like oh gosh no I don't want to listen to that it it like affected me and my roommate was like what that's just like nothing but for me it was and I know you're probably thinking well <laughs> the city is probably not the best place to be love <laughs> get yourself in the countryside but unfortunately I also really love aspects of the city life and living in the city but I just have to sort of 
monitor how much time I spend. And I always have to make sure I'm getting the nature and going places where it sounds peaceful because sound is, is a thing that will probably, you'll find will trigger you. You, you like your alone time. Alone time feels like a really safe space for you to just breathe and be and you you love alone time. Um, also, there are let's talk about the symptoms because there are physical symptoms. Sometimes you might experience lightheadedness or headaches because of the sensitivity to overstimulation. For me, skin itchiness, literally. Um, I'm not even joking, I can, I, I can pick up on it. I can feel like energy, little negative nanobites. I think the more empathic you are, the more attuned to it, the more you can feel it with your different senses. Nausea is another symptom. Um, I have a really great theory about this as well. So say for example, you're in a room of negative people or bad events happened or something hasn't gone right or you know something's wrong you're, you're picking up on it and your intuition's like oh no this doesn't feel right and you start to feel that nausea I genuinely believe that nausea is homesickness because I believe that obviously we we came to earth for a reason we, well we came to this reality for a reason but where we came from universally before this lifetime we didn't no human emotions which is the whole reason we came to experience them and we came from an, an experience and existence that only knew the highest levels and the higher frequencies like love and freedom and joy and when we came here to experience the human emotions when we experience that negative emotions for me when I feel that sense of nausea I know that's a homesickness literally because I'm like <gasps> I want to go back to where I was before. I want to go back to that existence of not understanding this emotion and not being able to tune into this emotion. So that's my theory for the nausea you would get as an empath is it's a homesickness. Let me go home. <laughs> I'm just so far from where you are. I want to go home. <laughs> I sing that on a daily basis like more than I should to the point where my spirits and guides like they're probably looking down like darling every day no <laughs> not yet <laughs> you're staying uh, so let's talk about the pros and the cons of being an empath then um, because like I said there there's very much both it's a double-edged sword and as an empath, you don't just experience the good. Unfortunately, well, if you do, let me know. But I feel like you very much experience both sides of the coin. So let's discuss. Let's first discuss the pros of being an empath. What I love the most about being an empath is the fact that I have that ability to really connect to other people's emotions and almost join them in it and experience that with them. So connection is in my opinion one of the most beautiful things about this existence and about earth school or whatever you want to call it about being here is the human emotion so getting to experience that with someone join in that with them and feel it deeply for me is a really beautiful experience because of that you'll probably find that people tend to feel really safe with you and they feel really good around you and like people you'll probably find want to open up to you a lot because 
they just can trust you because they, they know you're not faking it and because you're, you're showing that you're in that space with them and like they can feel it too so I love being a person that people feel like they can really trust and open up to I don't know I think just because you have that ability to feel things deeper life is just becomes a better ex- experience in a way because you'll probably find there's not a lot of dullness there's not a lot of gray areas in your life it's not always going to be good and positive like you're going to have the bad times too but you experience both of those fully another pro I would say the energy transfer side of things when you are around the moments of or you are around people that are very joyful, loving, positive, that will feel amazing for you. And being in those atmospheres, like, because you absorb it and you're tuned into it, like, you could walk into a room full of the right people who are full of love, full of joy, full of peace and happiness, and you'll literally absorb that energy and your vessel will fill with it and you will then emit that and you can be there for hours and when you leave, you'll still have loads of energy. In fact, you almost leave more full than how you arrived because you've been full up of on that good energy and sometimes oh my gosh sometimes you can literally get drunk I've literally felt drunk off the good vibes before like I've been to events and situations where people are so like awakened and on a level and they're so conscious and they're so full of love and joy and bliss that I'm like oh, I just want to like go up to people and just like energy like rub up against them give me those good vibes and I feel sometimes I feel drunk off it like I'm like I this is like where I need to be I need to be around more people like this and be doing more things like this because energy is infectious you know so that's good and bad but when it's good it's good and it can get really good it's like a natural ecstasy you're basically a walking human lie detector and I love I love it. So you just feel something's off. Um, and you just, I love that ability. Like another pro, there's so many career opportunities. There's so many career opportunities that you would be perfect for, like, and you could really excel at and be amazing at purely for the fact that you have empathic gifts. Unfortunately, there's another side to the coin. So let's talk about the cons of being an empath. So equally, like, when you walk into that room full of good vibes and you really get high off that and you love it, equally, like, it's the same thing when it's a negative atmosphere or you're around negative people or emotions. Um, And that's, like, obviously that's not good. (laughs) Your vessel will equally be filled with those negative energies, that negative emotion, and, like, you'll just feel it. It's just, it's not fun. Like, it's just not fun. It makes you, sometimes it just makes you not want to be around people or go to a certain place or do a certain thing because you already sort of know how it's going to make you feel. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's pretty crap because it's like, I really would like to join in with this and be a part of it, but I can't. It's like, it's your negative energy. It's just like too much for me. I'm really sorry. And then like, people might think you're a dick, but you're just like, like it it is what it is like yeah I feel it I literally feel it so it's not good for me so I'm off I'm off these um another thing is because people obviously feel like 
they can open up to you, talk to you, you're a safe space for them. That is such a beautiful thing. I love it. It's why I do what I do. But equally, it can become quite overwhelming if it happens quite a lot. And sometimes like you don't always want to be the go-to person. You would like to be the person that gets to go to someone. And it's not that you can't, but like what you might find as an empath is that you're so used to being the go-to person and you're like you you obviously absorb all these energies that by the time you get back and you're like crap I need to speak to someone the last thing you want to do is then bring it back up to discuss with someone if that makes sense which isn't a good thing because it's so important to share what you're feeling with people too but I just feel like sometimes I'm so and I know it's something I need to work on. I'm I'm one of my weaknesses and I'm aware of this. I don't speak to it. I don't really speak to people like if I'm off or if something's up because it's just like I'm so used to being the other person that people speak to. So I've, I very much have just got into the routine of dealing with it myself or like I will, I would take it to therapy. But sometimes it's just like you don't always want to be the go-to person. And sometimes you don't want to feel things like that deeply and sometimes like obviously the process is learning to control it and learning to control your abilities but sometimes you can't that's the whole point you will just the feeling can be overwhelming the feeling will take control of you in a way and sometimes you just sort of can't help it and then sometimes you don't want that to happen and you're like oh now I'm crying and I've just done my makeup or oh my gosh I'm just trying to like have a cute like bottomless brunch with my friends and now here I am sobbing in the toilet with you or like you know as an empath you need a lot of solitude to sort of recenter reset feel like you can just be yourself and breathe again and like it's a really good practice to have in place but sometimes like you know, you need solitude more than the average person and other people might not get that. When you're constantly like, no, tonight's an alone night or like, no, I don't want to do that or no, I'm not going to the next place or no, you know, I'm not, I don't. A a lot of people can be like, why? And it's just hard to explain. Um, Gossiping, gossiping as well. It really, I don't know about you, but it really bothers me. Like I cannot, and I know it's just, and I'm not trying to be like, but like negative gossiping really bothers me to the point where I literally can't be around it and if I have like if I'm around a group of people that do it often they're just not my people they can't be my people and that's purely because I feel things for people so deeply even people that aren't necessarily my friends that if they're being discussed in a bad light or a negative way without their presence it it just it hurts me (laughs) it really hurts me on a level to, work, to the point where I'm like, I'm really sorry, I can't be around, like, I'm off seas, I've got to go. And because of that, and because of the, you know, like, you're not always necessarily a popular person to some people. It's almost like, oh, just get involved, grow up, just like, and you just sort of can't. Um, and especially the more you do, you, the, the further along your self-love journey, the better you're going to start becoming at removing yourself from situations and from people that don't serve you and help you grow and that aren't a good vibe. And you'll get better at just being like, see ya, and like walking away from it. And because of that, you're not always a popular person. Finally then, we've discussed the pros and cons. We've discussed 
empathic nature and what that means so how do you manage it and this is the most important part of the podcast because there is no point having the awareness that you have these empathic abilities and not knowing what to do with them or how to manage it and if you don't manage it properly and keep an eye on it and learn about it and figure out how to control and monitor it it can be detrimental to your mental health and your well-being first things first especially with the emotion side of being an empath the one of the most important things that you need to start doing and when I started doing it it was a game changer is learning detachment learn the art of detaching and letting go of things that aren't yours and that includes other people's emotions okay what you're telling me I'm experiencing it I can relate to it I can empathize with it but it's not mine it's not mine it doesn't belong to me it's yours and I'm not going to take that with me when I go and if I do I'm going to get rid of it as soon as I get home it's not a bad thing to learn that detachment and it's not a harsh thing in, in fact you're better off doing it because you can help people better from a place of detachment I think when you allow that separation you're actually more effective to people because emotions can be deceiving and when you take that step back and allow separation you almost allow room for logic to enter and logic is a really powerful and useful tool it's not a bad thing to be logical you know what I mean sometimes we can be too led with the emotions and emotions as amazing as they can sometimes feel they can also be deceptive so it's getting the balance of using logic as well learn to leave learn to leave and it's like sounds so simple but some of us just don't do it because well, I'll just stay longer or as soon as someone's like oh no don't leave or why you you're like okay go on I'll stay then one more drink or okay fine you know I guess I'll just like let the negative toxic energy like eat my skin a little bit longer it's fine like you know I feel sick I'm pretty sure like this is a really negative atmosphere <laughs> but yeah okay one more drink learn <laughs> learn to leave like it's okay to leave like protect yourself set those boundaries in place like like if you're feeling bad if your intuition's telling you something's off if the energy in the room is getting to you if you don't want to be there why on earth are you still there like please and I get it because I used to be such a people pleaser and I just would constantly put up with it to please others whereas now I'm like as soon as I feel something's off I, I will literally turn up at an event and if it's not right I'll leave straight away and that's only something that I've only just started doing that goes hand in hand very much with the self um with the self-love journey because the more you start loving yourself the more you get better at setting those boundaries and when you do leave offloading process very 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 important especially if you've absorbed that energy and you know you've taken on those emotions you ha it's crucial that you offload it for me I literally will offload it into an empty room like I'll pray to my higher power I'll speak to you know I'll just get it out there and I'll offload or I'll take it to therapy like therapy is a great space to be able to do that prioritize your alone time a powerful thing as well is learning how to stay calm 
with both the good and the bad. And let's say like you're in a situation where it is negative and you're starting to feel it physically or you're starting to sense it and you're just like longing to get back and longing to be in solitude. Stay calm, focus on your breathing, learn how to be calm and grounded and present in those situations. It's a game changer. And equally with the good stuff too, because when it's good vibes, you want to get carried away and you really want to absorb it and emit it and like mirror it. But stay calm in those situations as well, because after you leave that place and go into solitude or experience a negative situation after that, you want to avoid crushing and you want to avoid like almost having an energetic come down. So like, yeah, it's good to experience the emotions. Like I said, it makes life interesting and it's an enjoyable experience, but you don't, you want to avoid burnout. You want to avoid running off with the vibes too much, you know, stay calm, go back, cleanse, recenter, go again. You'll get in the process of doing that more. Okay, this is a huge one for me. And throughout my experience as an empath, it's been the thing that's helped me the most is the physical movements I do to shed the bad energy that I may have absorbed. Um, so literally like shaking it off you, like doing erratic dance or like, for, yeah, yoga and meditation works. But for me, it doesn't because if I've absorbed someone's negative energy, I just, I don't want to sit there and meditate with it. It's still lingering. Like, I need to get that shit off. Like, get that, literally get that shit off. And, like, I need to, like, rejig. <laughs> I need to shake it off. Literally shake that negativity off. Shake those demons off. Shake that the bad vibes off. And I will do it for however long I need to. And I'll do this. And I'll do what feels good. And I will, like, shake out my hair. I'll literally shake out my hair. I don't care if I look insane in the process. So I'm getting so much more fearless with doing things and doing practices that are good for me because I know that's good for me. But if you don't feel comfortable doing it, go lock yourself in a cubicle and do it or wait till you get home. You are way too valuable and worthy and beautiful and gorgeous and amazing to be letting that energy stay with you. Leading on to that, which sort of goes hand in hand, water. Water, 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 water. I cannot say it enough. Water, as an empath, you need to be around water. It is so, so, so important to just continuously make sure you're cleaning your vessel. I I wash and bathe and shower every single day. I'll, I will twice a day. But sometimes, a lot of the time, actually, I shower three times a day. Sometimes I'll do more and it, like, it doesn't have to be like a three-hour bath each time. And showering is actually better because it's cleansing you and like the energy is going straight down the drain. Whereas a bath, you are sort of still sat in it. So even if you have a bath, like try and have a quick shower after. Um, but like cleanse that off, like cleanse your vessel, like use your imagination to just imagine the negative energy to, that, to just sort of be washed off of you and go down the drain and you will feel so much better. But make a habit of doing it often like start your day with a shower have one in the middle of the day or after an event or before your next meeting and you'll probably find as an empath you naturally love being around water anyway especially fresh water lakes the ocean it feels really good for you um nature nature's your best friend trees are your best friend oh my gosh if you're an em if you're watching this and you know you're an empath and you don't hug trees why 
it feels incredible. Like the, the energy you will absorb from hugging a tree is just the most beautiful thing ever. And I don't care how weird people think I am. Sometimes if I see a good looking tree, I'm like, damn boy, you look good. I gotta hug that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I will literally just like go up to the tree and I'll just be like, you are one good looking tree. Like give me some of that energy. And I'll just like, I'll just merge energy fields with the tree and it feels incredible. As an empath, please make sure like you have access to open spaces as much as possible because you are a vessel that naturally absorbs. Um, it's good to be in open spaces as much as possible. Fresh air, oxygen, trees, the sunshine, like really monitor that beautiful, beautiful vessel that you've got. Your environment must be clean. It must be. Yeah, well, I'm just a messy person. Like, my, I just, you know, I don't have time. I just make time. There are no excuses. Look at me right now. You must prioritize a cleanly environment. It is crucial for you, especially if it's your safe space. It's where you go to reset. It's where you spend most of your time. It's where you sleep. It's where you eat. It must be a clean environment. Everything's energy and like energy settles and becomes stagnant. Please get in the process of clearing out stagnant energy. Clean often. They're like find the way that works for you, whether it's once a week, a deep clean, or it's just like little bits throughout the day. Energy settles and like you, you need to be in a clean, light, open environment as much as possible. Get the dust from under your bed chuck out things and stagnant energy that you don't need open those windows you should be doing that anyway you know tidy tidy room tidy mind so they say but especially as an empath like you will absorb these things so stop being a lazy little shite don't try and come at me with a I want two jobs or I have kids or set your alarm half an hour earlier <laughs> There is, if you've got the money, hire a cleaner or there's, make one of you, if you've got kids, oh my gosh, I know this sounds like, I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but make them do it, I would. You know, you're not old enough to get a job yet, but you want some extra pocket money, you know, that room needs cleaning. <laughs> is that manipulation? Is that bad? I don't know. I feel like, no, it's not. Because they get something out of it too. But like there's a way around it. Do you know what I mean? And your bed sheets. I suppose if it's like your partner's different, but like especially if you're going through a little bit of an experimental stage, and you know, you're like, you know, there's different energies in your bed often. Fair enough. Go for it, peeps. Clean, clean the bed sheets after though. Do you know what I mean? Like enjoy the energy when it's in there. And then like, it's got like when they go, it's gonna go like wash those sheets because that energy will be lingering. I promise you. So yeah, environment massively important. Just avoid overstimulation. So like, really monitor the music you listen to, the films you watch, the conversations you have. That is your diet. Like diet isn't just food. Your diet is everything. Your diet is your intake of everything. So really monitor that, your social media. Because like, let, if, if you're already in a negative mood or you've absorbed enough of that energy, the last thing you want to go do is like watch the Titanic. 
also monitor the people that you're with like monitor the energies that you're absorbing and and don't think it's unkind because I get it for me I was just like yeah but it's just unkind if I don't if I don't want to hang out no you'll find ways of navigating it and saying no to people and and distancing yourself from certain people it's a process but you'll get better at it because you'll realize that it's like it's it's not good for you to be around those sorts of people or that type of language I just want to finish now saying this to all you fellow empaths whether you've always known that you are one whether you discovered a little while ago like me or whether you've discovered right now because of this episode that you're an empath it is so beautiful and it's a beautiful calling and it's a beautiful life but I just want to say it's not your job to save people and it's not your job to save the planet and I get it when you absorb these emotions you feel them so deeply and you're like I've got this ability and, you know, I must do something with it and I've got this ability because I must help people and I must help the ascension and I must help my fellow race and, like, just relax. Do not carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. Yeah, you've got this ability for a reason and it's a beautiful, it is, I, it is a blessing and there's so much good you can do with it and you've got so much potential but just relax, like, it's not up to you to just heal everyone and save the world and save everyone, like, just do your bit, have fun with it, but, like, just watch yourself and and be kind to yourself and just do your bit, because I know what it's like to do that, I convinced myself that it was completely up to me to save the world, and just the pressure of that was killing me, (laughs) until I realised, actually, no, you know what, like, it's too much pressure, I'm gonna do my bit, I'm going to use my the majority of my energy to help people, but I'm also going to have fun and, like, just not judge myself and just, like, have fun with it. Seek out other empaths as well, because I promise you there's a community of empaths out there, and you may or may not know it, but there is. And when you find them and when you relate to people that also have the same abilities, it's an incredible feeling, and they just get it, especially if your friends and families or people pre-spiritual awakening or you know if those people don't it's lovely to find the people that do get it so seek them out like use this community as well as a place now to get in touch with one another I really hope you've been able to relate and you've been able to like take some really valuable tips and tools from it like let me know what you think as well like get in touch like answer the Q&A comment on youtube whether you're watching it on youtube spotify just comment get in touch tell me things that i might have missed as well like tell me i want to know your experience as an empath and i want to know what you've been through and i also want to know if you've got any really useful tips and tools don't i genuinely believe withholding knowledge and wisdom and information is totally selfish and greedy so if you have got some tips that's going to help others including me please comment and leave them so that we can take them on board and learn from them and make them a part of our routine as well. So get involved, um, comment. And if you've liked this video, like I said, please like, subscribe, share, like do your bit to get it out there. Send it to people that you might know would really relate and really gain something from it. And yeah, good vibes, good vibes. So... (laughs) I still don't really know how to like wrap these things up so I'm just gonna leave it with I love you guys 
take care (laughs) and I will see you next week love you guys loads